Hello, everyone. This is Deb McBride, and welcome to my astrology podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 30th, 2019, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, Costa Rica. And we are in the middle of a very lovely aspect of the moon conjunct Jupiter. And what that is, is a very good, fortunate aspect. So a conjunction, again, is a blending of energies. And the moon is where we feel secure, where we feel at home, where we feel comfortable, where we are satisfied. And the moon to Jupiter in the sign of Sagittarius is a very uh, ambitious, but also profoundly fortunate experience of all of that. So we can easily feel like we are comfortable, satisfied, abundant in a major way, and just feeling like we're in a good place right now. Now, of course, there's other things going on, but this is, this is a little bit of a bonus. So we focus on the, the bonus right now, and we, we em- embrace it and appreciate it. And uh, it's a good day and a good time to have gratitude and be very grateful for who's in your life, what's in your life, what you have in your life. And so... I like a good moon Jupiter. It happens once a month where they are together in the same place at the same time. And the moon really does uh, set off our emotions for the day. So Sag is a pretty free flowing fire sign. And when we start, you know, connecting it with abundant optimistic Jupiter, we have a, we have a good aspect. We have a very good um, experience. My experience also of this is that things might be really busy. So it was certainly a busy day on this end. I really noticed a lot of people busy and doing things and needing to make decisions and and just picking up and going in a, in a major way for their lives. So I saw a lot of activity today, a lot of activity. So onward ho. Uh, tomorrow the moon is in... Capricorn, as of the evening, we will have it in Sag all day, and we are at uh, the point where we're going to be switching signs, so it'll go void for a little while tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. to about 7.45 p.m. Eastern time. And so once it goes into Capricorn, it's a much more serious experience of the moon. So, you know, get things done tomorrow during the day so that you can feel like you are optimistic and rolling with the fire. And then once it goes, once it goes into Capricorn, we're really going to start seeing some more serious and committed action, which is important. And it's, it's always good, but we do need to, you know, uh, see the, see the happier energies through through the day and just be positive and optimistic so that when we have some wrinkles with sad with uh, Saturn and Pluto when the moon touches them in the next day or two, then we just make sure that we're getting, you know, through stuff uh, as best as possible before we start having those wrinkles. That's, that's sort of the theme of the year as I've been talking about. Take advantage of the Jupiter energy, take advantage of the Sagittarius energy, because we still have a whole lot of Saturn-Pluto to get through, and they are more complicated and much more tedious and much more uh, expecting of us, if I could say that. So we are finished with the eclipses happening, and that's a really good thing because it's been an intense eclipse period, and I know a lot of people have had to adjust their energies, adjust their life, adjust what was going on because of the eclipses, and that the eclipses are very 
uh, profound when they show up like this, you know, in involved with outer planets because the first one was involved with Saturn Pluto and the second one last week was involved with Uranus. So there was a lot of, you know, pushing and running and moving and shaking. And now we're starting to kind of come back from all of that. Next Monday, we will have a new moon in Aquarius. And that new moon will be the lunation that kicks out the eclipse period. So remember, it's always where we have an eclipse. When we have the eclipse, look at the lunation prior because that started the eclipse period. Next Monday, we'll finish the eclipse period. So even though eclipses occur within two weeks of each other, that's not the eclipse period. It's two weeks prior, it's two weeks after. So we've got this bracket of two weeks on either side of it. So it's really like a month of eclipse energy. And so, or a month and a half, um, really. So it's something to pay attention to. Now the new moon is going to be at 15 degrees Aquarius. And that is also the beginning of the Chinese New Year. So for those of you who don't know, Chinese New Year doesn't randomly happen. It is a lunation that causes the Chinese New Year. And what it is, is it's the first new moon after the sun enters Aquarius. So it's an Aquarius new moon every time there's Chinese New Year. So we say new moon because sometimes, the first new moon, because sometimes, you know, you'll get two new moons in Aquarius. One will be very early, one will be very late. But this is the rule with Chinese New Year. So this is the year of the boar. And that starts, uh, that starts at the new moon on Monday. They list it as Tuesday, but you know, that's when all the celebrations are. And um, the, you know, it begins the new Chinese year. So it's always the first new moon when the sun enters Aquarius. So it, you can look on an astrological calendar, but you also know just from everyday life when a new moon and when a full moon is. And the the experience of Aquarius, we know that the Aquarius period starts around January 20th and ends around February 19th or so. So what, uh, what we've got looking forward to is the finally the final straw of the eclipse period on Monday. And I always like that. This, this particular time just seemed to fly right by. Although it's been tedious, although it's been intense, although it kicked off the Saturn-Pluto that we've been talking about, I really feel like this has been a very quick but intense, sort of like a vitamin shot of, a, of an eclipse period. And so Monday we can be finishing up with that. The new moon is at four in the afternoon, Eastern time. And uh, there's a period of time before the new moon when it's in the sign, the same sign, like Aquarius or even a little bit before in Capricorn, we don't like to start new projects right before the new moon because it's not new yet. It's in the dark of the moon. So the moon, as you know, when it's new, we don't see it in the sky. So we, it's the dark moon. It's not like a full moon where we can see it very clearly and very brightly. So it is important to know that when you are starting something new and you want to start it in the phase of the new moon, you wait till the new moon actually happens. And it's better to wait till that happens because you, otherwise you're sort of grappling in the dark. Now, of course, people are born during these time periods where the uh, moon is behind the sun and it's not reached the sun and it's not been a new moon yet. But, you know, that's, and people are born on void moons too. So 
we don't worry about that so much as we do in our everyday activities or our, our times to start new projects. And this new moon is at 15 Aquarius, which is the cardinal axis, which is if you're going to put something out into the world and you want it to be noticed and you want it to be in the limelight, that's a good moon to do it under. So very good news for that. In the meantime, uh, Venus is still in Sagittarius and she'll be winding down her Sagittarian journey and going into Capricorn on the third, which is Sunday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So enjoy this Venus and Sagittarius period, and she's been with Jupiter, and last week there were a lot of benefits and bonuses and surprises and happy news for a lot of people, and a lot of generosity going around, and a lot of connection and socializing. Uh, that was my experience of the Venus-Jupiter conjunction, and I'm sure a lot of people felt, it felt good. You know, there are a lot of, even if you got bummed out about something, there was some silver lining in what you were going through. So the Venus and Jupiter together, they only happen once a year. It's a great time to just enjoy yourself and, and be connected and be present with your friends and, and your loved ones. But when Venus goes into Capricorn, uh, it's going to definitely make contact with Saturn and then Pluto. So this is something you need to be aware of because once it goes in, on the third, it's going to you know travel towards Saturn, which it won't reach for a few weeks yet, and then eventually connect with Pluto. So you know Venus is going to follow that uh, place where the eclipse was in Capricorn. It's 15 degrees Capricorn, and Venus will probably trigger that eclipse point because it was so potent with Saturn and Pluto. So we'll talk more about that as we get closer. But right now we're just going to continue to enjoy that Venus in Sagittarius and connect with people and have a good time and, and be present for our loved ones and our, and our friends. Mars is still in its wonderful home of Aries and it likes it there very much and it's gonna be there for another few weeks. And what it is going to be doing though this week is it's going to be moving into a relationship with Pluto at the end of the week on the 1st of February. Mars will square Pluto. Now, they are uh, an interesting pair because Mars is the action-oriented planet. It's in its own sign. And it's about being the warrior, the, the person who steps up and is first, the person who is very much about uh, initiation and making things happen, especially in its own sign like that. So when it makes square to Pluto, it means that there's some level at which we need to transform the way we are taking action. So Mars will sort of run up against this Pluto and connect with it. And while I don't think it's, you know, a bad thing, I think it's a time to be very careful of how we use our energy. If you're a clumsy person, be careful that day. <laughs> it's Mars. And Mars always, it's how we move in the world. It's how we pick up that's how we drive. It's how we step forward. It's how we walk up the stairs. It's how we come down the stairs. It's how we go running, it's jogging. It's exercise. So just be careful that day. Don't do anything like excessive. You want to push yourself. That's, that's that aspect. Mars is ambitious. It's with Pluto and in the ambitious side of Capricorn. It's, they're squaring each other. It's, 
really a time when you want to push forward and it's been feeling like a time not to push forward. So be cautious in your dealings. Do not push anyone to the limit. Do not anger anyone by pushing them too hard. It's not a aspect to, uh, you know, connect with like one's own uh, inner desire to be successful in a, in a pushy way. How can I say this? Um, it's, it's good to keep moving. It's an aspect to keep moving and it's an aspect to keep um, generating, you know, motivation and energy and it's all good for that, but it's not good to push other people and it's not good to push yourself. It's just, just keep going, keep moving, focus, and make some decisions about how you want to proceed. But don't overdo it. Don't be too pushy. It won't work. It's, it's a square. It's, you know, where we kind of have to embrace the challenges and work through them one step at a time. Mars and Aries wants to just plow right through them. Pluto and Capricorn says, no, it's Capricorn. We have to take our time and focus and, you know, make our lists and deal with things in a, in a very structured way. So I, I would recommend, you know, just working through things one step at a time. We still have Mercury in Aquarius and it's enjoying its time there because Mercury likes air signs because Mercury is an analytical planet. It'll be there till the 9th of February. So we still have some time with Mercury in Aquarius. And I like the fact that we have some air in the sky now. So we have, you know, the sun is still in Aquarius till later on in February. Uh, Mercury is in Aquarius and air means, you know, we're going to get the words out. We're going to communicate. We're going to initiate communications. It's important to do that. It's important to not hold back and it's important to, you know, analyze the situation, communicate when we need to. Um, it's also important to have a grander view of things right now because while Capricorn is a very balanced earth sign and very focused and structured we need to remember that we've got a bunch of energy in Sag. We still have Venus in Sag. We still have Jupiter in Sag. And they're loftier and fiery and all this Aquarius energy. This is really helping us to think bigger. Look at the bigger picture. Expand our horizons. Don't feel like you are being held back by your fears and anxieties. Because we know that this has been you know, a time of acknowledging what those have been and what they are and how they don't serve us. So we do need to keep the loftier goal-centered thoughts in front of us. And if you have a setback or if you feel like you're having a setback one day or for a few hours, don't worry about it. Remember, you're on a larger path. Sag and Aquarius really do work well together and they are where we need to sort of go forward, open up, be optimistic and go, you know, go for what we have to go for long-term and not let the Saturn and Capricorn, which can really pull things back not let that Saturn and Capricorn hold us back by uh, throwing our fears in our face. We have to just keep, uh, remembering that there's a bigger picture out there and Saturn's there to help structure us and 
get us to do things in, in the right time, but it's not something to, to just sort of listen to and say, okay, I'm just going to go cower in the corner now. That's, that's not what this time's about. So whatever you have been contending with during the eclipse period um, will come to some sort of fruition or finish when we have this new moon on Monday. And think about what it's been for you. Think about the lessons you have learned. Think about what's been expansive for you and where it's been expansive for you and how you have been maybe held back and where you've been able to move forward. All of that, in a nutshell, is where we're, we're going with this new moon. So the new moon is going to give us um, that extra push that we need so that we can get, get moving with these lessons from the eclipse period. Okay, so it's been an interesting time and a very busy time as the sun is with Mercury in Aquarius and conjunct, and that means Mercury is what we call combust. So anything that comes very close to the degree of the sun, even though it's the sun and we love the sun because it's our life force, but remember how hot the sun is and remember anything that comes in very close contact, such as another planet, is going to be what we call combust. And combust is when it's just combusted. Well, it's combustive, it's hot. And the worst thing that you can do is overreact right now to your thoughts, to your intellect, to what someone says, because it's very heightened and hot. So say, for example, Mars was in Aquarius, um, which it was for part of last year, but if it was near the sun right now, it would be really hot. So, so we have to sort of pay attention to that. When anything comes close to the sun, we need to just sort of work with the energy. Not that the sun is bad. The sun's great. It's just hot. <laughs> and so Mercury being the planet of intellect and communication, again, I tell you, don't push it. <laughs> Use this energy to come up with bright ideas, to be creative, to uh, write in your journal, to communicate. Again, remember it's Aquarius. It's all about air and, and knowledge. It's a great time to study something new. It's a great time to open the door to a new form of knowledge or understanding. So it's been a little crazy these last couple of days. And I, uh, lots of phone calls, lots of emails, lots of people talking, people trying to get in touch with each other, uh, conversations that could be heated. So that's all Mercury's sun. And they are very, they're always very close to one another in the heavens, but they're not, you know, always conjunct. So they, they follow along. And Mercury, if you, if you don't know, Mercury is close to the sun, so it stays in the sign the sun is in the sign before the sun or the sign after. So right now, Mercury is in Aquarius with the sun. It would never be further than either Capricorn before it or Pisces after it. So we'll still have the sun in Aquarius when Mercury will enter Pisces in a couple weeks. And so right now when we have this combust Mercury, it's just very heated and, and very intense. And so it's an intense amount of communication. Communication takes on heavier tones. Communication takes on brighter things. So use this. Use this. Understand this. Use your intuition. Aquarius is highly intuitive. Um, analytical too, but if you could close the thoughts down and get them to a point where they're not 
interfering and distracting you. Making decisions, um, you know, could be very heated right now, but making decisions could be very fruitful right now. So it's, it's sort of one way or the other because when it's combust, it's extreme. So I say if you get information, intuitive information, well, then that's great right now. And you should pay attention to that because this is a time to really connect with your intuition because of the communicative properties of Aquarius and the sun and Mercury together. So that's it happens every now and again. I wouldn't say it happens once a year. It happens often more than once a year. Um, the other interesting aspect we're having is Saturn is making a lovely aspect to Neptune. So they're getting along. And that's really good because that means the planet of reality and the planet of illusion are talking to each other in very nice ways. And that's not always the case. <laughs> Sometimes we have to decide what is reality and what is fantasy in our life. And this week they are coming together in a very lovely aspect called the sextile, which is a smooth flowing aspect. It's 60 degrees apart. So Saturn's in Capricorn, Neptune's in Pisces. They are relating to one another. They are um, able to communicate in a nice way. They are very much about uh, blending in a very harmonious way the Saturn reality, the reality check, the focused, grounded energy of Capricorn, and the very realistic, responsible tests we have to contend with while we are working with Neptune, which is my dreams are this, my visions are this, my my reality is one thing, but my vision is another. How do you bring them into balance? They are able to be brought into balance this week when we have this nice relationship between them. But Saturn and Neptune talking to each other sweetly is actually very fortunate for us. <laughs> so I would highly recommend um, just sort of paying attention to where everything is balancing in your life. Pay attention to what your intuition is telling you that you know is to be true because that's Neptune and Saturn is saying, we're going to ground this reality. So how can you bring those intuitive things into reality? How do you bring your dreams, your visions into reality? This is what this aspect helps us do. This is what it's meant to do because it's a sextile. So that's, that's the other big aspect we're having this week on Saturday. Venus makes a very lovely aspect to Uranus. So that's a very nice, Surprise before Uranus leaves Aries and Venus leaves um, uh, Sagittarius. They're in this nice fiery place together. So that's also very social, very um, creative. Uh, it's a smooth aspect called a trine and they're 120 degrees apart, but they're both in fire. So that's, that's how trines occur. Anything that's in fire, you know, planets that are in fire, one fire sign, another fire sign. That's actually a very good uh, aspect between the two planets. So we like that. So I think we have a pretty reasonable week coming up this week ahead. And it's been tedious with the eclipses. As I said, I think they've been intense. And I think that they've made us very aware of what we need to work on over these next two years. But I do believe they've brought us some clarity about where the fears came from, where the anxieties might have come from, so that we are working them through and working them out with, with the help of, of Pluto, you know, as a great transformer. And so when I look at these things, I think that they are um, 
we're in a pretty good place for the moment. And we should enjoy this Aquarius energy. We should use it to communicate. We should use it to analyze. We should use it to study. We should use it to um, have a loftier, altruistic look at our life in the world. Aquarius only comes around once a year, and it's an interesting sign. It's an interesting place for planets to be in the zodiac. Um, it's not always understood because, you know, and, and the other thing is it's got those waves as its symbol, as its glyph. People think it's a water sign, and they see somebody as a water bearer. The water bearer is bringing knowledge. He's not giving you water. <laughs> I know it's a little strange that Scorpio, which is kind of a desert creature, is a water sign. but Aquarius, the same thing. It looks like it should be a water sign. It's really an air sign. He's dispensing knowledge. So Aquarius's key words are, I know. And so you may often hear someone with Aquarius in their chart having said the words, I know, a whole lot, because they're really strong in their convictions, and they really do have strong beliefs about what they know. And they're not happy if they don't know something. So... I highly recommend using this Aquarius energy to know something new, to learn something new, to experience something uh, educationally new or intellectually new. Um, be open in your mind, which is interesting because Aquarius is a fixed sign and isn't always open-minded. But with all that Sag going on, it can help you become more open-minded. And open-minded, it also occurs this weekend when we have Mercury making a sextile to Jupiter, which is also a very lovely uh, open-minded aspect, optimistic aspect. So I think we have some good aspects coming up this week. Um, I think that the Mars-Pluto could put a little bit of a mm, stress on something on Friday, but I wouldn't pay it that much attention. Remember, it's good to get things done under an aspect like that, but don't push people, you know, because it could get heated. Um, and so I think that's it for the week. My name is Deb McBride. My website is debmcbride.com. I am here on a weekly basis and I am uh, available for astrology sessions. And I have uh, astrocartography as one of my specialties, which is taking your chart and looking at it geographically to see what planets land in good places and good countries for you, or maybe countries that are less than uh, perfect for living. So we do that as well. I do astrophotography as well. My Twitter is at Dev Astrology. My Instagram is at Dev Astrology. And I write a blog. It's on my website. We'll have a look at all those things. Um, I look forward to hearing from people. And I wish you a very lovely week.